0: This summer, we're bringing you Double Koi Gig. For me, she's the best English centre-back. Play your best players in their best position. I don't think the captain is droppable, particularly after making the statement of dropping Steph Houghton. Subscribe to the OTB Koi Gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB
1: AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor. With exfoliating bar. And we're talking about the Euros. Um, England annihilated Norway last night. I'm delighted to say Sean Cook is with us. Good morning, Chi. How are you getting on?
0: Hey, how are
1: you? Um, England's performance last night was uh, probably not unexpected in terms of them being very good, but the absolute margin of victory sets a record for them in the Euros and sends a signal out to the rest of Europe that this team is the favourites for the competition. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think after their first game, they looked a little bit edgy, um, which was expected. I mean, big crowd. First game after, you know, a huge marketing campaign and and all eyes on them. Um, And I think they had to come into this game and and really settle down um, or they kind of be left wide open for other teams uh, for a few shots at them. But um, I just thought from, I mean, the the first minute that they looked like they, they wanted to draw blood and they were willing to. To kind of say to Norway, we're we're going to keep going for for ninety plus minutes and not stop. And I mean, the the penalty obviously was never a penalty, but it set the tone for the game because once they scored that, then it was it was. I mean, the gates were wide open, um, and yeah, for me, it was a, a really big shock. I I thought England might pip the game, but um, I didn't think it'd be by that scoreline.
1: So Norway are pretty good. Like I think everybody expected a, a tight game. A- proper test for England why did they fall apart
0: well I mean this goes back to the to the to, yeah, Euro 2017 they had an absolute abysmal um, tournament in 2017 they were pretty much one of the favourites they they lost the three group games and after that there was kind of a whole I suppose um they came out to talk to the media about how they were going to, you know, really put things right, how they were going to go from strength to strength. And it was under the same manager. So there was an expectation that that, that just wouldn't happen again after 2017. And then this time around, the players that they have, like the likes of Hegerberg, Engen, uh, Caroline Gret, graham Hansen, I think um, there was high expectation, but... For me, England had this really good high press. They had Ellen White backed up by four players behind her, um and it, they just weren't allowing um Norway to play out. What surprised me most was kinda after the third goal, um Tor's daughter, she she she'd made a few mistakes and that's been her pattern even through the season with United. So I was I was uh, I thought she'd be taken off at half time. I was Expected to knock out after half time, but even after the third goal, like there was nothing from the management or even those senior players in the pitch to go. Do you know what? Let's stop trying to play out back. Let's just you know get a, a solid bank of five and four for for a few, for a few minutes. See out this first half. But um, they kept trying to do the same thing over and over again, which I suppose is the the method of insanity. And um, so I just thought, yeah, they they crumbled after the the second goal, and, and there was no coming back from that.
1: Okay, so. Uh, that's them, I presume, done in this tournament, and they're not going to be live candidates because obviously they, they had a win already. So it's not impossible that they qualify and, and maybe, you know, make some kind of recovery from this. But if you were to uh, loosely give us a power ranking, of who who might stop England at this point? Very early, very very early doors for us to be talking like that. I know. For but me, go on, yeah.
0: Yeah, for me it would either be at this point the, the ones I could see stopping Germany are France or, or Germany.
1: Well, and what about France and Germany have impressed you?
0: France, uh, as everyone says, Wendy Reinhardt's France. Um, you know, she's a powerhouse at the back. Uh there was a lot of controversy, that, the players they left out before the t- tournament, the likes of Henri, but um, you know, the the manager um took some, I suppose, wild cards. And it's paid off. The football they play there, they're really going for fluid football and they've a really strong attack, similar to England. So, and I think the battles between England and France are always there, and Germany and Germany, they're, you know, they're the. Most crown team in this competition, and um, they're, they're physically strong. They dominate opposition. They're they're ruthless. The only thing for Germany is they've got a few COVID cases, so it's it's have they got the strength in depth I think we'll see that this week. Uh,
1: it's interesting you, you talk about um, that group as well, because um, so obviously um, England are going to top their group at this stage, but it's the runners up from the group between Germany and Spain who they'll play in the next round. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so uh, I think that would potentially be either Spain or um, Sweden, I think, is it?
1: I would have said that, yeah. yeah.
0: No, no, sorry, Italy, it is, yeah, Italy, Iceland, is it, I think, is it that group?
1: I'm actually not sure. Oh, Finland,
0: Finland, that's it. Yeah, Finland, so uh, it'll be, um, the yeah, the likely two out of that group will be Germany and Spain.
1: At at this stage, I mean, obviously you're going to make England favourites. Beth Mead, I think, was one of um, your pre-tournament expectations to end up with the golden boot. She's come roaring back into the squad, maybe with a bit of a point to prove. And um, I don't know, this goes to a point that was made earlier on in the show. It looks like England have a um, competent, coherent management structure in place. And that might be one of the reasons why they were seeing such an improvement from them.
0: Yeah, definitely like Serena I mean, what she done with the Netherlands a couple of years ago in uh, the 2007 Euros, come in six months before that tournament.
1: Oh, we've just lost our line. I think we've got Sean Cook back. Uh, Sean, good morning to you. You're, you're back there. Sorry. We were just talking about um, the, hey. management, the management structure that they have and, and how better it is now than it was when it was Phil Neville.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the Serena has come in and she's really changed things around. She's she's. I think the word that's uh, that's going around. A lot of the England players are saying is um, she's she sets standards and she's she puts a, a level of organization in place that they haven't seen before. And um, the one thing I was impressed with was at the end of the game how she was telling them all to calm down, um, which is something we're not used to seeing with, with England. They tend to kind of run with things and and start to get the head in the, the clouds very early so I was very impressed with that with her after the game she never, she never gets too excited either
1: I, I mean like <laughs> an England team winning a home tournament is obviously something that um, you know uh, nearly happened recently enough for the men uh, but you can see how big and important it would be for the game in England you know there would be a knock on impact for the WSL if England were to win this
0: Yeah, 100%. Even, I mean, all the the marketing and media attention that went into the tournament beforehand, like they were obviously lighting up landmarks with with players on them. It was incredible. Um, And it would be fantastic for the WSL. um, I think if if England win the tournament, um, they'll just be our insufferable neighbours for a couple of years. Uh,
1: Speaking of uh, neighbours, Northern Ireland, two games, two defeats. Is this pretty much the level that we expected them to be at or should they have had slightly higher expectations?
0: No, I don't think so. It was their first tournament, um, I think Kenny Shields kind of in fairness to him has set them up to play. He, you know, he spoke about he didn't want them just to be a number in the competition, he wanted them to go out and, and give it a go. Um, you know, I, I think they've they can come away with their heads held high. They've they've tried to, to give it a go. They haven't just sat back and defended um for two ninety minutes. Their work rate has been impressive. There's been players standing out, like Sademi Vance's been playing really really well um, it's I mean they just got a really difficult group um, and you know that didn't help but uh, I'm sure they'll learn from this and, and bounce on from it
1: okay anything else stand out so far
0: um, for me I think Portugal uh, would be a, a team to watch They've, they nearly caused an upset against Switzerland and um, they they got the draw which was unexpected and I think they had it in their locker to, to cause an upset or two so I, I'd, I'd recommend viewers to watch the Netherlands Porto game tomorrow evening at 8pm
1: OK tonight the game between Germany and Spain also worth watching that one also kicks off at 8 o'clock
0: yeah definitely the, I mean two powerhouses two very different styles and um, I think the likes of Germany's Lina Magul and Spain's Bonatti are just brilliant players and really worth to watch
1: Okay, uh, you have a couple of other names apart from Beth Mead who you think uh, are going to potentially be the Golden Boots. Uh, Leah Schuler, yeah, Schuler,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. Um, Caroline Graham Hansen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I chose Caroline Graham Hansen um, before last night. Um, she's playing in the number ten for Norway, which is something we haven't seen her playing before. Um, she plays out wide left for Barcelona. Um, but I think in the 10, she's, she finds, well, before last night, she was finding a lot of space. Um, so she's my wild card and, uh, Schuller, I think she was the Bundesliga top goal scorer. Um, and yeah, I, I think she'll shine. The only thing is, she's now out with COVID, so it's how quickly they can get her back into the squad.
1: Right, okay, so that's probably going to end up um, ruling her out of that. And Beth Mead's got a bit of a head start now after that as well, so it'll uh, be tricky for anybody to catch her. So, your finalists at this stage, England, are, are we guaranteed, are we writing them in and pen at the moment? So we think they're going to go all the way to the final?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I just think from last night, what they showed is they're, they're ruthless. Um, and even the players that they brought on, there was no lull in performance. Sometimes when a manager changes, makes some changes that can kind of impact the performance. But um, I think they're just looking too strong at the moment um, to to drop out before the final.
1: And versus who in the final?
0: I'm going to go with Germany. Um, and then I have our France as a, as a backup to, to say with the red faces I get. But I think Germany, their team that tends to they don't peak too early. They they go from strength to strength as the tournament goes on. And as I said, they're they're experienced. Um, their in this competition. So the pressure is on the play, that bunch of players from a German perspective to to go and, and do the business.
1: All right, Sean, Good stuff. Thanks, so many for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.